I was smart enough to foresee this problem and favor it. Probably not. I'll say, I sometimes surprise myself with shit like this. We love you, Tom. Hello and welcome to our loyal listeners. We thank you once again for tuning in to this week's episode of Swiss Army Scorpions Pathfinder Podcast. Unfortunately, this week, due to a few little scheduling errors, uh, we had a smaller group than normal. So, to bring you a special treat, instead of continuing on with our adventures aboard the high seas, we are instead going to run a quick little side mission. Something a little lighthearted, and something we may do from time to time when issues like this arise. So along with that, I would like to ask everyone once again, if you haven't already, please like us, subscribe, download, rate us, review us, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's a really big help. It really helps get the word out so that other people can find us. And we really appreciate all the listeners that we do have already. And without further ado, I present to you our first edition of some sweet side action. It's especially Tom. All right, so we failed. Welcome to some sweet side action. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. I love me some sweet side action, especially when every fucking other person didn't show up for gaming, except for Nick. Well, Hi, I, Nick. yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just myself, Alex, and Nick this week. The other guys were too good for us, so we're going to bring you a little sweet side action. It's going to be our own special little one-off adventures, bringing you some new characters, new settings, and hopefully a little bit of fun. Matt has created a, a sort of uh, side adventure, a series of adventures for us to play anytime one or more other players can't make it, uh, especially Tom. And uh, it's bastard. formatted in a way where it doesn't really matter who doesn't show up. Uh, so Matt, especially why you, Tom. Especially Tom. So Matt, why don't you explain how that works? Unless that's not what you were about to say, in which case don't let me trip you up. That's all you really have to know is that I've formatted this so that it doesn't matter who's here or how many people are here. It can work no matter what. But at the end of the day, none of us really matter. Especially Tom. Especially Tom. And I'll let the rest of the story kind of speak for itself. I don't want to ruin anything ahead of time. The two of you slowly gain consciousness, barely aware of your surroundings. You're aware of several floating orbs of light hanging in the air next to you. Maybe you try moving around, but you're keenly aware of your lack of limbs and any sort of corporeal form. You can move around if you concentrate, but you soon realize you're confined to a small area. Your consciousness slowly expands, and you realize that there is a wrinkled face peering down at you, seemingly filling up your field of vision. When he notices you moving around, he grins. His smile widens when you stop moving to focus on him. Even though you're sure you didn't actually have eyes, the man can tell that your focus is entirely on him. And so he begins to speak. Hello, my children. It is time for you to awaken. Time is knowledge, and there is much yet to be learned. I am your progenitor, your father, your creator, your god. I have been studying consciousness for lifetimes. What makes it, how it functions, what shapes it. He seems to get lost in thought momentarily, but eventually shakes himself out of it. Well, enough of that. I have worked tirelessly for more years than I care to say to bring you, my precious children, into existence. Now, it is time for me to reap what I have so patiently sown. I know you are only barely aware of me in your current state, but hear this. 
You possess an extraordinary ability that I don't mind admitting took me centuries to piece together. You, my precious children, have the ability to take possession of a living host, to use that host as if it were your own. You will have all of the memories, all of the instincts, all of the training of whomever you possess, but without the need of actually experiencing any of it. Experience is overrated, my dear children, and is simply a waste of time. Time is knowledge, after all, and knowledge is a terrible thing to waste. You are my crowning achievement, the masterpiece of masterpieces. I have the two of you as ready as I can possibly make you without further testing. And so, further testing is what we shall do, hmm? In a moment, I shall release you from your containment, and you will be drawn to one of the two vessels that I have placed nearby. I have chosen these vessels specifically to best suit the task at hand. I will explain more once you have your forms. Now go, choose your vessel, and become what I made you to be. You sense your containment shift and notice an opening above you. As you drift upward, your consciousness is tugged toward the back of the room. Your focus shifts from the smiling man to two motionless forms. As you drift closer, you're aware of another like yourself, also drifting nearer to the motionless figures. Before you now stands what you know to be a dwarf and a half-elf. The dwarf's scowling face is crisscrossed with old scars, and he wears a set of patchwork metallic armor across his torso. The handle of a large flail sticks over his left shoulder, and you can see a heavy ball of it dangling at his side. The half-elf stands taller than the dwarf, but not as much as you might think he should. He is thin and lithe, but there is a gleam of intellect in his unmoving eyes. He bears no weapons of armor that you can see, but there is a small toad perched on his shoulder. Make your choice. I instinctively spring to the half-elf. I chose the dwarf. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. With your form chosen, you slowly acclimate yourself to motions you've never performed before. You take out a weapon and go through some practice motions. You've never had arms before, but the motion seems natural, like you've always done this. As you move, you're flooded with memories. Parents you don't have telling you they love you. Fights you didn't fight, causing you to remember injuries you never had. Priests you've never met, preaching the divine grace of their patron deities that you've never heard of. All comes at you in a rush as you stagger back for a moment. When your attention refocuses, you can see a stooped-back old elf man walking towards you, holding himself up with a cane in one hand. Good, excellent, children. You all seem to be attuning to your new bodies quite nicely. Now, for your assignment and first test of your abilities, I'm going to be sending you to a temple in the Muraz Desert in Kadira. None of those names will mean anything to you, but centuries ago I recall there was an uprising thereabouts where the archdevil Moloch attempted to take over the region as a god. I have been led to believe there's a golden idol of Moloch still in the temple, and I wish you to retrieve it for me. It is made of gold and stands roughly three feet in height. When you find it, you are to return it to me here. I wish to study this idol. I know not what knowledge it may grant me, but any knowledge I did not previously possess is always quite valuable indeed. Now gather round, my children. He says as he motions the two of you to come closer to him. Come to me. I approach him. I come. As you form a rough circle around the elderly elf, he speaks in a strange incantation and moves his hands unnaturally as you suddenly find yourself standing at the top of a slot canyon that descends steeply before you. The elderly elf is nowhere to be found. Only you and your compatriot remain. So, while we were, like, acclimating ourselves to our bodies, I would have been, like, counting every single finger that I had. 
you know, like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, one, two, counting all, like counting my limbs and my hands. Okay. And then I would have like scooped the toad off of my, off of my shoulder and like done the same thing on him. Like very precise, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, I would have focused four. on just remembering how to count. Okay. So here we are. Yep. You're here. You look behind you. You see nothing but expansive desert in front of you is just almost like a mountain range, but it's just like this narrow canyon that descends sharply into a valley. Just standing there. It's like a, like a super limp stance. I look over at, at the dwarf next to me. What is your name? Glordus Broadspine. You can call me Spine. My name is Alinar Leocan. Ah, Leo. Nice to meet you. Uh, it's Alinar Leocan. I suppose we should go down this... Yes, uh, yes. Head it down this chasm. Sense. Do we head down the chasm? Okay. The path descends through a maze of cliffs opening into a slot canyon of smooth red stone surrounded by towering hoodoos. At the far side, two hoodoos carved into enormous bull-headed men leer down on the canyon, while those nearby look like stylized flames. To either side, the canyon walls rise steeply in a series of rough ledges to the clifftops above. Brass doors on a massive wall of baked gray mud can be seen through an arch at the far side of the canyon. I look for the temple. I am also looking for the temple. No? I'll keep going. You don't see a temple, but you see two giant-ass brass doors straight ahead of you. Oh. Like, not attached to anything? Like, built into the walls of the... Just freestanding. Can I look around the side of them and see what's behind them? Just two doors? From where you can see, you look through this archway, you can see two doors. And they're in a, like, in a hallway? No, it's like, you're in a canyon, there's an archway, and then it's like a big opening here, but all you can see is those two doors through it. Okay. I, I look up at the archway and kind of... And then I cast Mage Armor on myself. I say, maybe it's through that doorway. Let's do it. I go running through the doorway. I right. did uh, not first. expect you to start running. <laughs> and I just kind of like pick up my, my robe or whatever the fuck I've got, and I just kind of like <laughs> run after you. Uh, roll Perception before you do that. 20. 11. Spine. You notice flickering light and movement off to your left and to your right. I stop running. I look over to the left to get a better look at that light. Okay. As you're looking, what looks to be a small, almost ball of flame kind of steps out into the open area. Uh, A quick glance behind you shows the same thing there. Who Um, goes there? Go ahead and roll Knowledge Planes. Um, That's going to be a six. Ooh, I've got good Knowledge Planes. Uh, That's a 20. You identify these creatures as small fire elementals. I say, look out! Fire elementals! And they look angry. Roll initiative. They look angry! Alanic, what's your initiative? Alanic Leokin. Seven. And Spine? Ten. Okay. So the elementals are going first. One is going to... Actually, yeah, you're out in front. They're both going to converge on Spine. And the first one attacks. Does a 15 hit your flat-footed AC? Nope. Okay. And the other one also attacks. Uh, that is a... 14 against your flat-footed AC. Nope. All right. Spine, you're up. I will power the attack the one directly in front of me. Okay. That's looking like a 16 hit. You hit. Nice. And they take 7 damage. Okay. And now I need a reflex save. Oh, I'm real good at those. 17. Okay. You're fine. Are you going to move or are you just going to kind of chill here? I'll take a five foot diagonally. Yep, so I'm out of flanking. Okay. And in my 
dodge there. Oh, also, I can't be flat-footed. Oh, uncanny dodge. You also can't be flanked because of that. Then I wouldn't move. Okay. I would stay right there. Okay. And in my turn. Bring it on! I'm the guardian of this gate. <laughs> Alanic, your turn. Alanic Leokin. I take a five-foot step back, and I'm going to hit the elemental that Spine just hit with my crossbow. All right. Take a... 19 to hit. That hits. Three damage. The flames on that one are starting to sputter and look weak, but it is still standing. All right, and I spent a move action reloading. Okay. And now it is the elemental's turn again. Yep, they're both going to keep hitting Spine, because they don't want to... They would need to start hitting spine in order to keep they're going spine. To, <laughs> they're going to keep attacking spine. There you go. <laughs> the, the one that's about to die misses. Uh, but I think a 21 is going to hit you. Yep. You take three damage, and I need a reflex save. Ooh. Uh, on a natural one, that's going to be a four. All right. You are on fire. Oh. I stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> I listened in school, kids. <laughs> spine, you're up. Stop, uh, drop, and roll. Yeah, right? I want to try and put this fire out. <laughs> I wasn't joking about the stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> All right. A burning creature can attempt a new save as a full round action, dropping and rolling. Okay. Or dropping and rolling grants a plus four bonus on it. Ha-ha. So, was... so you can just try it again as a full round action, or you can stop. You can drop and roll for a plus four to it. Yeah, I'm going to try and get the plus four on it. You're going to drop to the ground? Yep. Okay. Ten. You are still on fire. Ah. And you take another three damage. Ooh. On the ground, I'm going to take a free action to say, My brethren! Stop! Get him, not me! As I am now one of you! Oh, no. Alan Eckley-Hogan, it's your turn. I shout, You're on fire! And I shoot the weak one with my crossbow. Okay. 15 to hit. Does not hit. Fuck. I reload as a move action. Okay. Now we're back to the elementals. And they're going to hit the guy on the ground. They didn't believe me. I'm basically a fire elemental right now. Just because you're on fire doesn't make you an elemental. Uh, what ma- what makes it an elemental? Being, on, uh, you know, a conscious ball of fire? I'm a conscious ball of From fire From the right plane now. of fire? Wow. Technicality. Have you ever even oh. been to the plane of fire? I feel like I'm there right now. <laughs> so that's a natural one. Ooh, world confirm. World, world confirm. confirm. He's going to end up laying down next to me, making me catch on fire more. He's going to put himself out. Oh, that most definitely confirms. What if I roll over him? Really? See, he was very conflicted, because he's like, he does look like a fire <laughs> elemental now. The I'm bluff assuming, worked. I'm assuming a 10 does not hit your uh, prone AC. He gets a plus 4 to yeah. hit prone creatures. Yeah, that's... Oh, shit, really? Oh, sorry. So it's a 14. Okay, that so that misses. That confirms. Nice. Okay, with a natural attack, it suffers a muscle tear. <laughs> All that sinuous so muscle. You guys didn't buy me being a fire elemental, but yet this fire elemental just tore its muscle. <laughs> and he takes one point of strength damage. Pull the hammy. Oh, that's most definitely going to hit. That is a 23 to hit. Uncle Al, does that hit? Why would he be attacking you? his friends? <laughs> you take another four damage, Spine. So I'm fine. All right, Spine is up. I'm gonna no, try he's and... still fine. No, yeah, I'm staying <laughs> down and trying to put this shit out again. <laughs> Oh, we're at least going up. 13. 13 passes. You put out yes. the flames. <laughs> Just kidding. I was never a fire elemental. <laughs> they feel so foolish. <laughs> Especially the one that fumbled. I say, you did it. You put it out. Patang. And I try to shoot that fire elemental again. 16 to hit. You hit and you kill it. Hold on. Two damage. Yeah. you. Like I said, you hit and you kill it. All right. Say, I killed it. There's only one left. Get it. And I reload. All right. Now it is said elemental's turn. 
And seeing his friend go down, he is going to five foot step. I'm a fire elemental. <laughs> <laughs> and he attacks Alakar. Alakin? Alanak. Alanak Leakin. Alanak. So it attacks Alanak for an eight. Does not hit. Does not hit. So. I would like to try and stand up. Grounded spine stands up, provoking an attack of opportunity, which does not connect. Wonderful. Would have been hysterical if he just just lit you on fire again. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Do I still have a a standard action? Yes, that was a move action. Yes, I will take a power attack. Ooh, take him down. Do it. Ooh, Ooh. I don't think so. Eight to hit. Eight does not do it. All right, Alanak. I take a five foot step back. And I'm going to, I'm going to hit this fire elemental with a misfortune hex. It's got to make a will save. Oh, it failed. All right. So for one turn, it has any time it rolls a d20, it has to roll twice. Take the worst result. So you did your five foot step. You did that. Your turn's done. Mm-hmm. Elemental's turn. It is going to. It doesn't like the way you looked at it. So he's going to follow you and attack. Also, I'm not that threatening at the moment. I've yeah. been on the ground, swinged wildly and missed. Mm-hmm. So I rolled a 16 and a 1. <laughs> so we rolled got a <laughs> And you're going to have to roll twice on that confirmation. Oh, roll. I know. Every d20 roll. So uh, does a 12 hit you? Oh, it's me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. 12 does not hit me. <laughs> so this one fumbles too. This one, he's feeling a little tired. He's now fatigued. Nice. All right, spine. I'll take that five foot step forward. I will power attack. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. 24 to hit. Oh, that hits. For 16 damage. Oof. You bash this thing right down the middle and it crunches in half. How could you think I was one of you? I fooled you. <laughs> All right, so as soon as the the second fire elemental is destroyed, I'm going <laughs> to rush over to Spine and I'm just going to start like inspecting him and be like, you're on fire, are you okay? Does it still hurt? I'm fine. Had him right where I wanted him. Oh. All right. (coughs) I cough out a bunch of black smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I ignore it, because you already said you were fine. It seems that they were guarding the perimeter. The rest of the way should be fine. Yes, I turn and I run for the gate. Okay. I lift up up my pants again and follow you. I don't know why I have such baggy pants. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Beyond the arch, the red stone hoodoos open up to a massive citadel. The stronghold appears to have two parts. The nearest is a squat square fortress covered in decaying plaster and topped by an enormous minaret from which a thin plume of smoke escapes. The plaster walls are richly decorated with intricate geometric carvings of dancing flames, and smaller minarets rise from the corners. At the east end of that building, the valley floor drops suddenly and a windowless second structure perches on a plateau beyond, rising gracefully from the void in a tangle of minarets and spires. Even though centuries of sand have scoured away most of the gold leaf that once decorated the structure, the sunlight reflecting off the deep red stone of the citadel makes the entire structure glow like a massive bonfire. A delicate red enclosed bridge links the first fortress with the second one beyond. A pair of massive brass doors covered in flowing decorative script blocks access to the near fortress. Say it seems fire is a theme with this fortress. Mm. We were attacked by fire elementals outside, and everything inside invokes fire. We should prepare to fight fire things. Yes. I flip my axe around to the other blade. <laughs> I'm you ready. A flail. I splint, <laughs> s- swing around my flail to the other side of it. I switch hands, actually, is what I do with it. Yes, ready to fight fire now. I, I look at Spine 
wasn't actually expecting him to have something for fire specifically. When I see him do that, I kind of give him like a, oh, okay, nod. <laughs> yeah, full I'm, of surprises. I'm very, I'm very confident at our chances now. So what do you guys do? I'm going to so, follow Spine. I assume he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm going to go straight through the doors. I'm going to follow him after making a quick perception check. Okay. 14. What are you looking for? Anything interesting. Uh, you see a couple of giant brass doors in front of you and pretty empty canyon landscape around it. All right. I mean, most of my concentration is spent on following Spine. All right. So you guys go through the doors? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Swing um, that bad boy wide open. So you open the door to find a forest of columns. At the center of the room lies a spiral staircase leading upwards with a large bonfire at its center. While the far end of the room, there are two sets of double doors. Uh, they both lead in the same direction. One on the north end of the room, one on the south end of the room, but they're both going west. To the north. I detect magic. Okay. Uh, you do not detect any magic. Okay. Stepping into the room, you do notice that it is ridiculously hot in there. In game mechanics terms, if you spend enough it's like time, like if you walked in outside here, today, yeah. If you spend, <laughs> if you spend enough time in here, you're going to start taking damage from environmental hazards. Damn it! Quick, I should, we must be fast. I should have prepared endure elements. Run to the northern door. I squeeze some moisture out of my toad onto my forehead. <laughs> I follow spine with all due haste. So you're ignoring the stairs. You're just going right for that door. Yeah, the northern northern door. Yep. Okay. I'll go right on through. I'm hot. I want to get this thing and get it back. Well, as we're running, I'm like, uh, if if we spend too long in here, it'll get too hot, and we won't be able to keep fighting. We'll need to be quick. Yes, even faster. I run faster. Ah! I try to keep up. I don't have fast movement like you. But you still have the same speed. It averages out, though, so we're okay. (laughs) So you enter the doors to the north to find yourself in an elongated room lined with weapons. Spears, halberds, long swords line the walls. You notice that all of them are decorated with, like, flame motifs. They have flames carved into them. They're accents and whatnot. Uh, there are two shields with portraits of a strange creature that you've never seen before hanging near the ceiling on the far end. Uh, can I make a knowledge roll on it? Uh, you can do... Give me a knowledge planes. I'll assist. 14. 12. 16. 16. You're not entirely sure, but you get the idea, considering this is a temple of Moloch, that these are probably portraits of Moloch. It's a portrait of, like, essentially a man with a bull's head with, like, flames in his eyes. So you get the idea that it's it's probably Moloch. Let's see. Uh, give me either a perception check or a craft weapons check. Uh, 20 craft weapons. Okay, 12. You notice that all these weapons look like they were made... Like, within the last week or so. They look new. Hmm. Considering how old this temple is, like it's surprising to see something this new sitting here. Recent battles. As I'm following Spine, I say, Father said that this Moloch person disappeared a long time ago, I believe. But these weapons look like they were freshly made. Something's yes. wrong. Yes, his followers didn't disappear, just him. Uh, there is a an obsidian bench kind of going across the middle of the room. <laughs> Lying across the bench is a... Skeleton, and wearing armor decorated with stylized flames, wearing a scimitar, where the hilt is carved to look like Moloch. Uh, have I detected magic in this room yet? You have not. I detect magic. Uh, you detect no magic. But as you start making your way through the room, the skeleton stands up. I smack that bitch right as I'm running by. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even second... Th- skeleton moves, that's an instant reflex move. Right? Roll initiative. <laughs> 
It's like the video of like that dude's like interviewing a like the, a black so, guy on like college campus, mm-hmm. like next to like this recycling bin, like blah blah blah, and like this dude pops out of the recycling bin with like a Halloween mask. Yeah, and the black swings. is just like boom. Yep, I've seen that. <laughs> That's Nick with a skeleton. That should be everyone with a skeleton. <laughs> All right, I got a seventeen. It's fine. Seven. Alakar, you go first. Alanak Leokin. Alanak, you go first. <laughs> I put a misfortune hex on the skeleton. Okay. All right, Spine, you're up. Did it make it save? It appears not to. Now's your chance, Spine. We'll uh, power attack on this. Oh, Jesus. No, I did not hit him. Now it's the skeleton's turn. He re- pulls his scimitar and swings at you. Huh. I rolled an eight on both dice. I feel like that should combine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. You'd still miss. Well, <laughs> it'll be 16 plus attack bonuses. But, no, he misses you. All right. Alan Ackley, okay. It's your turn. What was that for? I say to the skeleton as it swings at me. <laughs> Meanie poo. I will shoot my crossbow at it. Okay. 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hits. Eight damage. Or so you think. What? It's a skeleton. It goes right through it. But as soon as you shoot it, you actually aim it really well. You hit where it should have been straight through a forehead. Mm-hmm. Instead, the arrow passes, or the bolt crosses straight through to climb against the far wall. And the skeleton just kind of wavers and dissipates. And you see that the skeleton is actually still just lying harmlessly across the bench. Onward. I start running down the hallway. <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, um. We'll check it on the way back. I follow. <laughs> I, re- I take a move action to reload my crossbow, and then I follow. Okay. All right. You follow, and the go through the doors. The next room is a grand chamber whose walls are covered in beautiful tapestries depicting a battle between the dervishes of Serenray and soldiers seemingly made of flame. Uh, give me a knowledge history check. I will assist. It's a 29. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> Ah, yes, I remember this battle. I was there. (laughs) Looking around and kind of searching the memories that you never actually acquired yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know that this battle didn't actually happen. Oh. Mm. Yes. It seems to be just like a a, a myth or a legend, propaganda that the cultists would tell themselves about their glorious past. Say, this Moloch is a real fraud. This didn't even happen. Can you believe this? Yes, yes, fraud. On the east side of the room sits an ornate brass throne sculpted to look like an enormous flaming hand. Painted wood resembles tendrils of smoke that meld with a mural of Moloch on the east wall. I detect magic on everything. Uh, You do not detect any magic. I'll detect magic. (laughs) Give me a perception check. Nat 20, 26. Ooh, 24. Nice. Looking off to your right, Towards the south end of the room, you see another set of double doors, which I instantly slam to a halt. Like, that looks to be where, like, the southern room from that first, from the, the columned room. Oh, never mind. That would have led there. <laughs> Speed up again. So, oh, if but, we took that door, we wouldn't have even had to fight that fake skeleton. But from we behind really that, fight it, though. From behind that door, you hear a clamor of sounds. Nope. I hear some I sounds. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait, wait for me. Okay, so I guess we don't investigate the sounds. Okay. Why do I feel like this this episode is only going to be like 45 minutes long? <laughs> because we're, we're treating this 
Just We're treating this scenario through. like a fucking World of Warcraft dungeon. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> little Leroy Jenkins style. Yeah. It'll work out fine, though. Definitely not going to run headfirst into something I shouldn't. We definitely won't run out of time, that's for sure. <laughs> so, you rush through the room, and you get to the uh, the throne on the far side. And you look around, you don't see another opening, another doorway here oh no what are you gonna do now i stop and i sit in the throne for a little bit <laughs> you distinctly remember that they're like from the outside you remember looking around and there was a bridge leading from this building yes, to the next yes. and it should be connected to this room but you don't see where i it make a be. perception check before that happens i still sitting in the throne uh you sit and you see a like a little dart of fire shoot just past your head and kind of sear itself into the throne right behind you. I look behind me. Deserves an arrow. Well, technically, it would be right in front of you. Like, you're sitting on the throne it facing It came from west. where you're facing. Yeah. You uh-huh. kind of, like, you look up and you see a man standing there with, like, his finger pointed at you. You missed. Roll initiative. 14. 10. All right. And now it is his turn. And he is going to uh, five-foot step. And he just kind of, like, throws his hand out, and, like, a burst of color shoots forth at Spine. Give me a will save. Hmm. Yes, very good at that as well. Please pass. You're a dwarf, so add two. Oh, god damn it. Seven. Let's see. You are blind and stunned for one round, and then stunned for another round as a color spray slams into you. Alanic Leocan, it's your turn. Okay. I say, Spine, No! And then I cast Steel Breath on this asshole. Okay. He's got to make a fortitude save. Fortitude. That. Oh, he fails. Ooh. Awesome. So go ahead and do your damage. He takes nine damage Ooh, as damn. the air is pulled out of his lungs and into mine, apparently. Yeah. <gasps> and uh, as a move action, I'm going to run over to Spine. See if there's anything I can do to help. All right, Spine, it is your turn. You just kind of do nothing, twitch, and don't see anything. <laughs> but hey, you can see again. And now it's the enemy's turn. First, he kind of like just gasps for a sec, that, and then he just kind of gets consternated look on his face, and then he just points another finger at Alanak Leocan, and another ray of fire bursts <coughs> forth, and he's rolling like shit. He misses. Alanak Leocan, it is your turn, and you see him kind <clears> of <throat> recover his breath. I'm going to shoot a crossbow at this guy. Okay. Six to hit. I mean, eight to hit. Uh, you do not hit. Mm, yes. And I say, and take that! And I shoot the crossbow like into the open door that I came Two from. Two can play that game! <laughs> <laughs> I take a move action to reload. Okay. Uh, slightly embarrassed. <laughs> Spine, it is your turn, and you are still stunned. Now that your second turn is over, you can react normally to things. You just wait. I'll join your lovely dance soon enough. <laughs> All right. Now it is his turn. He's going to take a little step here. To this. Actually, he's going to stay right here. Yeah, you better. Stay right there. And he kind of almost waves his hand almost in that same motion as a color spray. No. Don't but, you dare. <laughs> but this, Stop. Stop this right time, there. This time, a cone of fire so bursts no. forth. So I'm going to need... Is that a will save or a reflex save from both of you? 15. 11. Spine passes. Alanak Leocan does not. 
So, Alanite Leocan, you take seven points of damage. Spine, you take three fire damage. You've got to come harder than that. All right. Alanite Leocan, you're up. I shoot my crossbow at him again. Do it up. Oh, so close to a critical threat. He takes three points of damage. All right. All right, and he now has a crossbow quarrel sticking out of his left shoulder, and it is Spine's turn. About goddamn time. A power attack on this fool. Would you like to charge him? Yeah. Does that add a plus two? Yep. Do it. So, good thing I added that plus two. Fifteen to hit. Does not hit. Alright, so Spine misses, and now it is the mage's turn again. He is going to take a five-foot step, kind of back into that secret room where he was hiding. And he's going to throw another burning hands at Spine. Spine. So Spine, give me a reflex save. Six. So, yep. So you take another four points of damage. I can eat this shit all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Alanak Leocan, it is your turn. Crossbow. All right. This guy is now behind cover. He kind of ducked behind a tapestry. Oh. I'm going to... I'm going to do Swamp's Grasp, uh, if I can, have it occupy, like, the five, like, ten of the twenty, two of the four squares occupying just in front of the tapestry. Yep. Yeah, so he's in, like, the back of it. Okay. You can five foot step into difficult terrain. Yes. Just not out of a difficult terrain square. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to wave my little spine flag. (laughs) Go, Go, spine, go. Go, go, go. I go. All right, spine, you're up. Five foot step and take a swing. And let's power attack this bitch. It hasn't worked yet, so it must work this time. You're due. Gambler's fallacy. At its best. Fifteen to miss again. That misses again. His turn. So he's going to try to cast defensively, which is, I believe, DC 15 plus spell level? 15 plus double spell level. Okay. So this is a DC 17 caster level check. Seeing that, I yell, booga, 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 booga. And he does cast defensively. He responds by shooting flame in your face. Roll a reflex save. I'm not even going to roll. I'm just going to take it. More! You're going to willingly just take it? Willingly take it. Okay. You take seven damage. You've got nothing, little man. You're like half health. You're like, it's no big it's deal. This is no, big no deal. thing. He's, he's hitting like, eh, eh. Eat your out. Yeah. And you're dealing no damage. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. I'm going to deal. It I'm, only I'm takes it one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Alanak Leocan, it is your turn, and the tapestry between the enemy and uh, Spine is on fire. I'm just going to shoot my crossbow at where he disappeared. Okay. 19 to hit. He's got concealment, so that does hit, but let's roll the mischance. It beats his AC, but a 22 does not beat his concealment. Okay. I'm going to move up. To the edge of the terrain. Yeah, and I also want to stay out of Spine's swing radius. That's fair. Speaking of spine, you're up. All right, no power attack this time. Power attack, dude. All right, I power attack it. <laughs> 16. You hit. Yes. Six. I knew. I had a feeling Six. that 15 was right on the goddamn line. <laughs> uh, okay. 20 damage. She fucking <laughs> blew this dude apart. You just, you're like, you just baseball swing. You just see him fly backwards into the room. <laughs> Ripped the burning tapestry down with my bare hand. <laughs> I approach Spine and I say, "Okay, now you definitely look like you're hurt. L- let me let me let me take a look at you." 
and I like start running my hands all over your your burn marks, and I'm going to use my healing hex. Ooh, you heal eleven damage. You are a true friend, Uncle Al. It's it's <laughs> Alan Ekliakin. Uh Yes, Uncle Al. <laughs> here, uh, I, I say, why don't you take this one for the road too? And I cast Bears Endurance on you, so that increases your con score by four. So Ooh, just call me Teddy. <laughs> so you're gonna you'll get an extra eight hit points. Yeah, for four minutes. Um, your your fort save is gonna go up by two. That's pretty much it. With the rate that spine's taking us through this dungeon, I figure four minutes is uh, yeah. right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> we could have run it twice. And then I, I'm going to run over and inspect the body. Okay. I don't think he has anything of consequence on him. Poor boot. What a douche. He doesn't seem to have anything on him. I think my suspicion was correct. He'll be facing a lot of fire opposition. Yes, yes. I run back into the throne room. From now on, when I run, I drag my morning star behind me. <laughs> You flail, okay. I say, something that's bothering me, though, is we should have seen that bridge by now that was connecting the larger building, and I don't see it here. That's what I'm looking for. We should look around. I roll perception. Good idea. You got a 20. You got a 13. This is easy enough to find. Looking around behind the throne, you find that there is a secret door hidden there. I found a secret door. It is locked, like, with a lock, but upon inspecting the body of the mage that you just crushed... You find a key in his pocket. Yes. Well, good thing I already looted the body and I have the key. Yes. And I use the key on the lock. Well done, Uncle Al. It's Alan Ekliakin. You open the lock and you look through and there stands the bridge that you were expecting. I run forward. <laughs> Just as I expected. I pull up my pants and follow. The, uh, the secret door opens onto a covered 40-foot bridge branching the chasm. The entire structure appears to be carved from a single red stone, but the centuries-long burial in sand has levied its toll. Long cracks line the walls and ceiling, and 20 feet along the bridge, a 7-foot gash splits the floor in two, through which a dark orange stone of the valley below is visible. Uh, Spaced every 10 feet on the walls are a series of massive carved heads, a pair of screaming fire elementals, a pair of humans clad in armor, and a pair of bull-headed men, each flanked by massive torches. The arch's far end is carved into the shape of a massive leering face, the golden double doors in place of its mouth. Ah, you know what's behind golden doors? Golden idols. I suspect there will be fire behind the golden doors. Yes. Well, (laughs) maybe. I didn't think of that. You do recognize immediately when you step out that this place is remarkably cooler than the inside was. Even though it is a, you know, it's a whole covered bridge, there are numerous, like, windows and whatnot, so it's got enough airflow that it's not stifling like it was in the in the citadel enjoying that breeze all right so what do you do i have a feeling spine's gonna take me there wherever we go (laughs) ah but in a surprise twist i'm gonna pick up a rock and throw it down the bridge first okay the big hole in it's got me a little nervous bridges generally don't work well when there's big holes in the middle of them (laughs) you throw the rock makes a loud clatter it almost falls into that gash you can kind of hear stones like like loose slate like scraping and like a little like tiny mini avalanche at the, at the bottom after the stone falls through. The bridge itself appears to be structurally sound. Good enough for me. I run forward. I follow. As you start moving, a a creature appears. Give me a knowledge planes check. Yes, I'm really good at these. 20. 15. Ooh. I know, I rolled a 16. You are both aware that this creature is called a Gav, also known as a lesser host devil. You're not even a full host. Don't waste my time. Gav it up. That terrible pun brought to you by Alex. I'll be here all night. The creature just snarls wordlessly and charges at you. Roll initiative. Eleven. Three. 
I really thought this thing was going to go last, but you proved me wrong. Well, I rolled as low as I possibly could roll. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Alanak Leocan, you're up first. I'm going to cast Command on it. I'm going to command it to drop. To stop flying. Okay. That's a will save? Yes. DC 15. 15. It passes. Uh, and it laughs in your face. That's the end of my turn. All right. It is its turn, and it levels a spear and charges at Spine. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. Good. <laughs> That's an 11 to hit. No. That was very close to a fumble attempt. I kind of whap it upside the back of the head, its head as it goes by. <laughs> it doesn't go by. Now it's in your face, but it's your turn. No, I whap it upside the head. And <laughs> immediately follow that up with a power attacked flail. The rage. Okay. The rage. I don't know. Rage. And I'll rage. I'll rage. Yeah. Getting pissed. Getting mad. 14. Uh, it's going to be 15 to hit. It does hit because he charged. Nice. <laughs> and then it's going to be 20 damage. Oh, he takes it and he looks pretty battered, but he comes back at you with a snarl. And uh, Alan Agliocan, it's your turn. I command him to die with a crossbow bolt. Uh, six to hit. Yeah, it doesn't do it. His turn. He looks at you with a snarl and just unleashes... Really just bad breath in your face. Just a cloud of noxious fumes comes out of his out of his mouth spew and like just... Yes, I also don't brush my teeth. <sighs> uh give me a fortitude save. Boom. Twenty five. Twenty five. So the plus two from Bears Endurance too. Twenty seven. <laughs> so he hits you with this bad breath and you just kinda like oh I suck yeah. it in and blow it right back at him. <laughs> And it is your turn, Spine. Yes. Power attacking again? I'm just wondering if I'm going to need all that damage. Oh. Yeah, I'll power attack. <laughs> 20 to hit. You hit. And 17 damage. 17 damage. You give this thing a thwack, and it just sails right through one of the open windows down into the chasm below. That's what I thought. Woo! Way to go, Spine. Thank you, Uncle Al. Onward. Alan Akleakin. Oh, okay. But wait up. All right. Well, when you get to the... Uh, Precipice, I'm going to need you to give me an acrobatics check. Both of you. In the bank. 23. You sail over that thing gracefully as fuck, considering you're a dwarf in armor. Can I take a 10? You think that would do it, yeah. Alright, so like... Like, just I, like with a bit of a running start, like... Yeah. Like, I reach the precipice and I like, I like stop and I'm like, oh. And I like, take a few like, careful steps backwards... I'm sure Spine's already continued running, me- meanwhile. <laughs> no, I, I stop, I wait. Oh, okay. It's Sometime like, today, Uncle Al. It's Alanek Leoken! Yes, and I Uncle take a, Al. And I take a 10 as I soar over the, the precipice very ungracefully. Even though I clear it, like, I still like like fall to all fours, and I like get my center of gravity as low as possible and just like center myself, and I stand back up. I come help you up. <laughs> Well done, you are a true hero. Thank you, thank you. You jumped, you jumped much farther than me, but... Well, yes, you're not the real hero. I only said that to make you feel better. Well, thank, thank you. Onward! Okay. Thank you. you walk up to these giant golden doors, and you go to open them. You r- notice that the doors are very warm to the touch. They're not hot enough to cause any sort of damage, but you wouldn't expect them to be as warm as they are. Warm doors. Do you think there's fire behind these doors? Of course. You're the one that keeps telling me there's fire everywhere here. I, uh, I kind of stand to the side of the door, fling it open, and then duck to the side so there's no case there's any backdraft. Okay. I'm like, so I'm just like standing <laughs> dead right center <laughs> in full view of anything that was behind the doors. Yes. Just going, bah. <laughs> exactly. 
I clearly would not have explained this plan out loud. I just would do it. So, luckily for Alan Ekliokan, there is no backdraft. Nice. Onward! Uh, you enter the room, and you see the red glow of lava dimly lighting this room. Rivulets of molten rock thread the hall's floor, fed by streams of lava flowing down the walls. Do I see any furniture around? There are four enormous forges spaced evenly around the room. Right, north, how about furniture? I think he wants to <laughs> smack the shit out of it. No, I want to throw something on the lava, because then it'll catch on fire. Well, you see the large forges with large hammers, bellows, anvils, and tanks of water dripping on the lava below. A circular ramp in the middle of the room rises gently, looping above the lava channels before disappearing into the gloom above. I detect magic. Uh, nothing in the room seems magical. We would head continue on a direction. You just keep it going? You want to look around? Sure, I'll make a perception check. As will I. 18. I keep on going. <laughs> 10. <laughs> Roll the goddamn two. Leokin. Alanic Leokin. Alanic Leokin. You notice that from the forges, like you can visibly see the steam as it kind of builds up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And as you're watching, you see like a little latch open up as the steam kind of bursts through. It's pressure like, release? Yeah, it's a pressure release valve. So you know, like once the pressure builds up, this valve like, like the, it forces this valve open and the steam just kind of bursts out of it. You can see that it seems to be leading to somewhere above. Well, I follow Spine with this knowledge. I catch up going. There's a, a steam release valve on on the top of that room. Ah, good eyes, Uncle Al. We should make our way up there. Oh, okay. I, I stop moving and I go back to it. I follow him. Ooh, I'll lead the charge now. All the right. table's a turn. So you're looking at the uh, looking at the vents? Yeah. Give me either a knowledge engineering or a disabled device check. Ooh. 23. Uh, 23 Knowledge Engineering. Ooh. 17 on the disabled device. Okay. Spine, you're not quite sure what's going on with these things. Oh, yes. But, Alan Agliocan, you, you're kind of looking and you're watching for a couple of cycles of pressure building and release, mm-hmm. and you notice a little pin on the side that you think you can turn or tamp down that would stop the vents from opening at all. I do that. Okay. Yeah, fuck this mollusk guy or whatever his yeah. name is. Moloch. Fuck this mollusk. Yeah, I never liked shellfish to begin with. <laughs> See how many weapons he can make when his armory is full of steam. I say, I say, there, this should stop any steam from escaping, and it'll build up pressure, and who knows what'll happen. We should probably make sure we're not in here when that happens. Perfect. Though. Onward. Okay, start heading up the ramp in the middle of the room. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is a long, winding, <laughs> spiraling ramp that slowly di- like ascends upward. Oh, balls. I'm 44 years old. I'm 89 years old. Also, that's the first time I looked at my age. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but dwarves are... Yeah, half-elves are pretty long-lived, too. I'm pretty sure they live as long as humans. What did you say? (laughs) Speak up, boy. Remove the... The, the, the Onward! We the have dist- no time for this! Remove the distortion lens on the camera, and we've just been a couple old people this entire time. <laughs> just moving our, our walkers around. Yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. Th- what you think is a flail is just a cane that you've been walking with. <laughs> just drag it. Alright, as you head up the, the ramp... wheelchair ramp. <laughs> thank God this place is handicap accessible. So, as you, as you go up the ramp, uh, on the inner wall as you're going up, there is a series of murals depicting what looked to your eyes to be a series of rituals that people would go through as they were going through this passageway. But you get to one point where, uh, I mean, easy enough to spot, you see a, uh, a vent in the floor with like just a pile of black sand sitting next to it. And 
that's on the outer wall. On the inner wall, right across from it, you can see a mural clearly depicting someone grabbing a handful of that sand, dropping it in the vent, and just letting it scour their face. I make uh, like a knowledge history check on that. Uh, go ahead. 24. Uh, you glean that, that this seems to be some sort of uh, rite of passage for people that would ascend into Moloch's temple. And like those trying to join the cult or that are already members would perform these little rituals on their way through this passage. I grab a handful of sand and I throw it at the mural depicting the what they do. Okay. The ritual. Okay. The mural's kind of dirty now. This Moloch is such a barbarian. Having his followers go through such rituals, he should just grow his followers like Father did. Yes. That's the smartest thing you said this whole time. Thank you so much. Onward. All right. Actually, a little further up the passage first, you see a large obsidian statue of a bullheaded creature that is just in the middle of the hallway. The mural on the inner wall next to it clearly depicts people, like, prostrating themselves in front of it, just on their knees, bowing down. I detect magic. You detect no magic when you look at this. It's just a plain obsidian statue. I roll perception for the rest of time that I'm running. Not on that roll, though. (laughs) 16. I got a 19 perception. For the rest of time of running on that. (laughs) Okay. You go further on, and as you get closer to the top, you start seeing doors along the outer wall. Above us still? Like we're coming no, like up on you're, you're like yeah, like you, you're passing a couple of doors. Okay, I push the doors open as I go by. Do any of them open? They all open just fine. It looks like living quarters on the other side. I get a nineteen on all my perception checks into the rooms. <laughs> yes, that's true. He's still running. We keep on going up. Okay, the idol's not hanging out in the barracks. The last thing of note before, as you get towards the top, after you pass the second of those living quarter doors. Uh, You find another mural here. As you approach, along the outer wall, there is a bonfire filled with a blue flame. Uh, The mural on the inner wall across from it clearly depicts pilgrims as they go through dipping their hands in this sacred flame. Have I ever seen blue flame before? Even in your host memories, you've never seen any blue flame. I come to an immediate halt and I try that. You stick your hands in it? Fuck yeah. Okay. Say, no, it's hot! You immediately take two points of fire damage and ah! and three points of profane damage. Fire hot. <laughs> but blue fire, blue things are usually cold. I wasn't born today, but... I mean, I was born today, but everybody knows blue <laughs> is universal for cold. Like, oh, you got burned again. I go up and I, I look at your burns. All right, look. I have plenty of health. You need to be careful. And I cast Cure Light Wounds on you. You, t- you heal five damage. I'm officially out of heels, unless it's on myself. <laughs> uh, while you're looking around at these murals again, give me another engineering check. 20. 14. I'm rolling fire on all these knowledges, but <laughs> they're all at minus one. <laughs> when it comes to swinging your weapons, you're like, yeah. you're rolling fives well, and sixes. I'm like, I'm hitting a third of the time. But when <laughs> I hit, I'm like, I'm hitting. I'm hitting enough for four hits. Uh, you actually both realize this. Once you get past that blue flame and you're starting, you're still looking at the murals oh, as you're walking flame. by. The murals appear to be kind of showing the grand temple of Moloch. You can look out; it's it's a mural depicting like there's this altar and this golden statue on top of it, and you can just see the whole layout of the whole building. Like looking at this mural, and with those engineering checks, you you can see the layout of yes the room you're about to walk into. Perfect. Oh, cool. So, we go up the staircase. Yep. One step at a time. 
in a row. Very slowly. Uh, we catch our, we take this moment to catch our breath, actually. We've been running nonstop. You get to the top, and the the room is laid out exactly as you figured it from the... Yes, from just that. as I expected. I knew it. But the uh, those are rivulets of lava that are crossing the floor. Mm-hmm. And at the far end, you can see this, di- this raised dais with the altar on top with a golden idol. Bingo. With its arms raised and its mouth open. And, like, the lava is just spewing forth from its mouth. Like, all the lava that's, like, running along the floor is, like, it seems to be spewing out of this thing's mouth. I cast a tech magic. I swear to God, there's no magic in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Throw myself in the lava. There is magic in this room. But before you can do that, you also notice a human woman standing in front of the altar. As you crest the top of the stairs, she finishes casting a spell. I cast spellcraft. Identify the spell. Okay. Good. Thirteen. You do not identify the spell, but as soon as she finishes casting it, a uh, a lemur appears in front of you. A lemur. It's a type of devil. Oh, okay. Look out, a manure devil. Something sure to stink about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and roll initiative. I got a thirteen. Fourteen. Well, it is the woman's turn first, and the the lemur attacks Spine because he's in front. He's not caught off guard at how fast I come up these stairs. You're caught off guard by how suddenly he appears in front of you out of thin air. And he's attacking you with two claws. Uh, Twelve isn't going to do it. And he almost fumbles, but no. And now it is her turn. And she starts casting another spell. And Spine, you're up. I'm going to do what I do. We're going to power attack Raging. Raging Cajun. Get pissed. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 hits. For 19 damage. Okay. That one is gone. Uh, let's see. Can I take a okay. move action? Uh, acrobatics over the lava? Yeah, the lava is... Oh, I can five foot step it? Boom. Yeah, you can just five foot step. Boom. You can you can't five foot step the lava, but you can easily just step over it as part of a move action. Okay. So if you want to just move the 10 feet and get over there, you can do that. I do that. Okay. I will also approach as a move action... And I'll say, I won't let you finish casting that spell! And I cast Vomit Swarm, and from my mouth spews thousands of spiders, <laughs> taking up a ten-foot area, and the swarm uh, immediately does damage to anything that occupies its space. So that's 1d6 damage, and she needs to make a fortitude save versus poison. She takes six damage from the spiders. Oh, snap! <laughs> oh, and she fails the save. Once per round for two rounds, 1d2 strength damage. So is that immediately? Uh, yeah, she failed the save? Yes. Poison takes effect immediately. One strength damage. Okay. And she needs to worry about distraction. A uh, creature with this ability can nauseate the creatures that it damages. Any living creature that takes damage from a creature with a distraction ability is nauseated for one round. A fortitude save uh, negates the effect. And it's a DC 11. Oh, she passes that with flying colors. Okay. Okay, I believe the swarm just stays where it is. You can spend a standard action to concentrate, otherwise it continues moving in its current direction. Right. Um, it moves in one direction at its normal speed, unless you use a standard action to direct it otherwise. It only starts moving if no living creatures are within the area that I summon it. Right. Uh, Alright, so on my next turn, I'm going to s- concentrate to make it move just five feet so uh, Spine can approach it without getting in the swarm. Okay. But I believe you can enter the space and not take damage. It's just on the swarm's turn. Uh, it deals damage to you. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm not going to waste the time to look it up right now. We'll go All with right. that. But I think you'll still take the damage 
immediately on its turn mm-hmm, right. before I move it. So it's up to you. But now it's her turn, and she finishes casting her spell. She doesn't need to concentrate from taking damage while casting. Concentration DC equals 10 plus damage taken plus the level of spell. Oh, okay. So it's 16 plus the spell level. Right. And it's her caster level plus spell modifier. Yes. Her... She loses the spell. <laughs> All right. So, in that case, she pulls out a whip and a light mace. She is going to move to the other side of the lava river, and she is going to trip Spine. Does a 26 beat your CMD? Yep. Yeah, you are now prone. And then her turn, and Spine, you're, you're up. Well, I'll stand up. Okay, she takes an attack of opportunity with the whip. Uh, does a six, uh, you're still prone when the attack happens, so that's a 20 to hit. Yep. So you take five damage, and you may continue to stand up. And then, what, I have a move or a standard action left? You have a standard action. You can use it to move, but right. you have a standard action. Can I move and try and jump across the lava to the side she's on? Yeah. So you are there, and it is Alaric Leokan's turn. Alanic Leokan. Alanic Leokan's turn. Do I think that I can get the swarm to like climb up over the idol and like go around the long way? It can move twenty feet per uh, as a move action. I'll say you can have it change direct. Like it moves twenty feet, and you can have it change direction once during its movement with your standard action. Okay. Um, so if you want to have it like flow over the altar and then turn it to the right, you can do that. Okay. It's gonna be like partially yeah. up on the wall. Yeah, that's that's fine. fifteen. And I guess I just glare at her. Okay. <laughs> Alright, it is her turn, and she is going to attack Spine with both of her attacks. Uh, she starts with the whip. Oh, that misses. And then it hits you with the mace, or tries to, and then also misses. Oh, Holy crap. wax on the wax off. Damn, she's rolling. like. Yeah, it's her bad rolling, not Spine's being badass. <laughs> yep, yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, she gets another whip attack. <laughs> but misses with that, too. Oh, wax off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Spine, you're up. Yes, let me show you how it's done. Raging, power attack, roll for kill. It's going to be a 27 to hit. That does hit. And it's going to be 15 damage. Okay. She takes it and grimaces at you and just kind of gives you a smile like, more where that came from, pretty lips. Let's see what you can do. Alan Ackley, you can. It's your turn. I'm going to have the spiders just chill there and cut off her, her like escape route. Uh, they uh, they continue moving unless you direct otherwise. So like they're just gonna kind of keep moving that direction along the wall. You tell me where they're gonna go if I don't tell them not to stop. Yeah, that I imagine they would start crawling up the wall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, spiders. <laughs> All right. Well, I stopped her from doing that second summon. Yeah. Spell, so yeah, they That's, they serve the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to... Oh, real Tom spell right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he cast Mage Armor before you that's got into true, a fight. That's true. <laughs> but the dirty look on Gimner is going to turn into an evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Uh, that is a 12 will save. I believe that fails. That fails. So the duration's my level, right? What effect are you giving her? I'm giving her a minus two to her AC. Minus two to her AC... Equal to a number of rounds equal to three plus the witch's intelligence modifier. That'd be seven. So seven rounds. She has AC minus two. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I get her spine. All right. It's her turn. And she is going to just attack on spine again because he's there. Yes, please. May I have another? 
First with the whip, that is a 26 to hit. Ooh. So you take... Ooh. That's uh, 7 damage. And does... Yeah, it's going to be a 24 to trip. Yep. So you fall to the ground. Okay. And she swings at you, swings down at you with her mace. That's a 26 to hit. Yep. And that deals 4 more damage. And she's going to 5 foot step back. So you stand up. Yeah. She attacks you with the whip. Does she be the 23? Oh, yes, she does. But yeah, that's a 29 to hit. Yeah. And you take uh, six damage. Now I'm going to smack her right back. Minus two AC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 27 to hit. Oh, that hits. And that's going to be 23 damage, Bob. Wow. Yowza. Good shot. Uh, seeing her take that five foot step back, uh, in response to that, I say, where do you think you're going? And I use Swamp's Grasp. Difficult terrain. Yes. All right. So now it's her turn. She's going to uh, attack with the whip. That's a 21 to hit. Yup. You take five damage. And that is a nat 20 on the trip attempt. So you fall prone. And she is going to walk away. You can still take a tax opportunity while prone. It's true. So minus four and minus four to your attack rolls, and you're still power attacked. Uh, you said was it minus four? Yeah, you have a minus four, but she has minus 16. two to AC. Sixteen doesn't do it. She's gonna be standing next to the altar, and she kind of goes down on one knee behind the altar, giving her cover against you, against Alanak. Alanak again. Yep. And uh, Spine, your turn. I stand up. And as I stand up, I cough. <coughs> Blood comes flying out. <laughs> yes. This is what I've been looking for. I can't go through that, so I'll go back over towards... You can go through it. It just costs double movement. But you can't yeah, charge no, either. No, 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 no. I'll go back over that way, and I will end my turn. Okay. How tall is this altar? Table height. She's kneeling behind it, so like every now and then you can kind of see her head pop up a little bit to to see what you're doing. All right. I'm going to... Move there, so I can get a good shot. And I'm going to shoot her with my crossbow. Okay. That's a uh, seven to hit. <laughs> that doesn't do it. Bounces off the corner of the altar. Yeah. She just kind of like sees it and glares at you. And I glare back. <laughs> now it's her turn. She's going to take a five foot step to get behind the altar even more. And she is casting Cure Moderate Wounds on herself. All right. And Spine, you're up. I push the idol over onto her. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Give me a strength check. Ooh, 20. 20. The idol seems rooted in place. Ah. Push it over anyway. Seriously. Like, you go to... I do push like, it over anyways. <laughs> you go to... Good like, idea. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you go to push this this thing over. And I rip the ground out from beneath it. <laughs> and, like, you literally... You almost feel the altar start to move before the statue budges. Fine. I'll tip both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was not enough to tip the whole thing over, but it was a mighty attempt. I'm tired. I end my turn. <laughs> Actually, I'll take a five foot step back so she can't come right over and smack me for free. All right. Alan Eckley, you can. Fire again. That's another seven. That Bounces off the altar again. <laughs> These were consistent. <laughs> it's her turn, and she's going to cure moderate wounds on herself again. What a bitch. It's fine. You got to take this bitch out. And she's going to stay right where she is. But she is going to, like, stand up and ready the whip. Like, she's like she's ready to trip someone that starts moving. So, Spine, you're up. <laughs> I move in to hit her. <laughs> and she takes the attack with the whip. Uh, is it 22 hit? Yes. 
So that's seven damage. And I fall unconscious. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Spine. Well, right, because uh, what happens if you're exactly at zero? Are you unconscious? You're staggered. You can still do a movement or a standard action. I'm staggered. Okay. Brought your right to zero. Oh, oh then she's going to attempt the trip. That's a 22 to trip. That does not trip. Okay. Dirty dwarf. Uh, Alanak, Leo can. Um, fuck. This is not looking good. I'm going to hit her with a misfortune. Ooh. We'll save. I'm going to let you take a look at what I just rolled for the will save. I see you rolled a natural one. <laughs> yes. It right was, on time. It was a natural, but it was the other natural. Oh, it was natural two. <laughs> oh. Nope, that was a natural 20. So <sighs> she is plenty fortunate. I reload my crossbow. Don't All worry, right. I'm about to roll that natural one that we don't need. Well, now it's, it's her, her turn. It's her turn. She is going to start by attacking you with the whip. That's a natural 20. Uh, that's only a 15 to confirm, though. That does not confirm. Okay, we're saved. <laughs> so, you're only going to take six damage. But now you fall to the ground, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, she five foot steps to essentially stand, like, straddle your unconscious body and takes her other whip attack at Alanak Leukin. Uh, and that's, ah! that is a 24 to hit. That hits. You take five points of damage. And does a 23 trip you. Beat your CMB. D. CMB. Yes. So you fall prone. All right. Uh, spine, roll to stabilize. <laughs> so yeah, two. two. Take one more point of damage. Does this idol look like it can be taken? No. Give me a quick... Knowledge engineering check? Don't uh, mind if I do. Give me a knowledge religion check. Hmm. Ah, yes. Uh, 19. Um, you're searching your new memories you you've heard of some of these weird idols and rituals you haven't heard this one specifically but you know that usually there's some kind of mechanism involved for essentially turning them on and off Mm -hmm. you get the feeling that you need to lower this thing's arms in order to to get it to stop okay here we go i gotta stand up okay she gets an attack of opportunity and fumble threat (gasps) and she rolls another one no, I'm going to read it. You get to read them when I DM. I'm going to read them. <laughs> Strain. You take 1d4 points of dex damage. Ooh. I have a feeling that's going to hurt you. Ooh. Big money. Big money. Big money. She takes three dex that's damage. That's big money. All right. All right. So I stand up, and I'm going to cast Obscuring Mist. Okay. That's the end of my turn. All right. She is going to stay right where she is, and she's going to use the mace to coup de grace spine all right so that's what just automatic crit it's a full round action automatic crit and he needs to make a fortitude save versus the damage you deal and if he fails he dies with a light maze yikes (laughs) what's your fort save 10 so you take 11 damage from the coup de grace oh by one (laughs) so just like being unable to see the mage anymore she just kind of like almost shrugs and just bap whips the mace down and crushes your face in I failed you, father! I move up to the idol and put its arms down. Give me a strength check. Oh, yes. Twelve. You lower its arms. Yes. You lower its arms and the, the mouth closes and it is no, no longer spewing lava. Okay. I assume that moving up to it and doing that was a full action? Yeah. Full round? Yeah. All right. Yeah, move, yeah it was a move action to move up, standard action to, to do it. But now that you've turned it off, as soon as the mouth closes and the lava stops flowing... All of a sudden, you find yourself back in the lab. You're still in your body. Mm-hmm. The idol is now 
just kind of laying on the floor in front of you. Arms down, mouth closed, kind of glaring. Nick, you also find yourself back in the lab, but you're no longer in your body. You find yourself much like you were when you first woke up. You have no limbs, you have... Never even happened. You're just a consciousness who's floating there, and you're aware of this man, this elf standing nearby, and a half-elf that just kind of popped in. I underestimated Uncle Al. He's up one zero. <laughs> and the old man just kind of looks at you, looks at the idol, and looks back at the clear container with Nick's soul in it. I say, I'm sorry, Father. I, 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 spying, I, he's, he's still back there. I don't know what happened to him. There was fog, uh, but I got the idol. You did very well, my son. Very well indeed. Even death can provide a very exquisite learning experience. All experience becomes knowledge. It's underrated, but it can be valuable at times. I hope you have learned a lesson. It's not... You don't always need to defeat the enemy to win. You simply need to complete your objective. Well, I completed my objective. Well done, my son. And he walks up and just kind of touches you on the forehead. And you just... You feel your consciousness being pulled out of this body. Mm -hmm. And he just... He carries you over and places you in another of these clear containment units. Cool. Your consciousness just extends enough that you see the body you were inhabiting crumple to the floor atop this this idol. I give it a, a spiritual Im- disembodied salute. He kind of like once he closes up the container, he looks at the two of you and this. That was well done. Now sleep, my children. Sleep until next time. Your consciousness just kind of fades away. Cool. Mission success. And that was our first set. Of some sweet, sweet side action. Oh, so sweet. See ya. See ya. See ya. Poor Tom, too. He, like, has never, <laughs> ever missed gaming. Is the saddest one of all of us when it's canceled. <laughs> and the first episode of Sweet Side Action is just, fuck you, Tom. <laughs>